Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to episode 170 of Geek Town Radio. We're back this week with Geek Town. Matt, how you doing? Hey David, how, how you doing? I'm alright, how are you? I'm okay, yeah, good. So what have you been up to this week? Finally, I'm playing Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, or The Legend Yay. of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Very, very good game, of course, on, on the go as well. Um, you're able to do that, of course, with the Switch. Uh, it is out there for the Wii U, but nobody owns one of those, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> but no, really, really good. It encourages you to do like lots of uh, exploration. Yeah. And uh, I got to sort of the first couple of boss fights, and I'm finding that I really don't like using two-handed weapons because you get no like shield and stuff. And um, yeah, I'm like I, that. I'm not- yeah. yeah, I tried to get rid of basically my two-handed weapons and uh, get some more shields and stuff. Um, yeah. I'd heard going in about the whole durability of the weapons and stuff, and it is pretty annoying. Like after, yeah, maybe I 10 found that very annoying. Yeah. Um, and when I was facing that enemy from before, he kept breaking my shield within like three hits. Uh, so. But like that's like the one negative thing I'd take away from the game. But other than that, it's like beautiful. It's it's amazing when like I take it out of the dock and hot do it in handheld right. and like the the rain and like the all the water and stuff like that and how good it looks is running on this on a switch. It's it's quite amazing. Yeah. But no, I finally managed to get it. So uh that's really, really good as well. Um yeah. saw a trailer yesterday. I'm not sure if it's like the newest trailer or one of the trailers, but I'd I'd seen a new trailer pop up for uh Jack Ryan, which is the John Krasinski series series that's, that's come yeah. out from yeah. uh, the Tom Clancy books I think it is it's in the same sort of wheelhouse as Splinter Cell and, and all them sort of things like the Division yeah, uh, I mean, basically it's, the, the, the Ubisoft games that y- sort of thing yeah yeah I guess yeah. It, I guess it kind of is I mean obviously the, the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan series has been around for quite a while you know mm-hmm. ever since they did sort of hunt for red october as a movie you know so this has got a lot of buzz going about it to the point that amazon have already renewed it for a second season before it's yeah. even aired yeah. so i mean i and john krasinski's a very hot property at the moment oh, so fantastic yeah so uh yeah, yeah. It, i'm really intrigued to see it 31st of august that comes out i'm yeah, very just interested a couple of weeks. In that. yeah, yeah. Because I, I was watching the trailer and I'd either, I'd either forgotten the date or didn't know it. And then uh, it was like Amazon, it was showing John and all that kind of stuff. I was like, huh, I have no idea when, is it like next year? Is it later this year? Yeah. And it was like August 31st. I was like, oh, that's in like a couple of weeks. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh yeah, this has got a second season as well. Really cool. So all good stuff sort of adding up uh, and coming together. Yeah. Um, Really, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so that should be quite good. Uh, and then the last of my longer sort of mentions, uh, Nashville concluded, was it last week? Yeah, last week on Friday. And uh, I, I was happy with the ending. I had a couple of problems with some of the, like, where some of the characters went. I feel like they almost ruined Juliet, which is Hayden Panettiere's character. Yeah. Not ruined her to a point where I was like, I hate this character, but it was like, okay, you, they just stripped all the music away from her. Small spoilers, I suppose. She, like, retired from music and decided to basically live a completely different life but with the, with her the family intact that she had remaining. Um, right. They did this mini sort of musical bit at the end where like not a massive like 10 minute music sequence but all of the cast came back on the stage uh and they're all like dressed up all fancy and whatever and the producer came i think it was the producer came out and said like thank you for, for the last six years and uh basically 
said goodbye. So it ended really, really well. But I just had a couple of issues with where some of the characters ended up. But um, no, it was good. I'm, I'm mm. happy with it overall. So that's cool. good. It, it's weird because it did get cancelled left in the wind, but then CMT picked it up and they like did two final seasons and concluded it. So yeah, good stuff. Um, quick mentions. Better Call Souls recently returned. It will have its third episode this week. Yes. Um, and yes, me and David are, are doing that uh, called Becoming Soul. So that's been quite good so far. Yeah, um, going out on uh, on Wednesdays on uh, entertainmenttalk.org if you want to go and yep. find that. So that's been pretty good as well. Teen Titans Go I saw last week, which is basically a family-friendly, fun version yeah. of the Titans because if you all know about the uh, the upcoming Titans series, yes. the, the DC which is, streaming one. definitely not family-friendly. <laughs> no, that's the much more adult version. Yeah, and uh, the, it's basically the live-action adult version and this is the uh family friendly um yeah. fun one what i took out of it was all like the cameos and the references and stuff because it's it's just full of that and it's really really good for that sort of stuff and um obviously i won't spoil anything but there's some some nice surprises in terms of that good. So yeah that was quite fun as well and then uh, i just wanted to mention ninja theory because they've been a really really good influence on this industry they reached i can't remember the exact numbers of everything but they basically um because they released hellblade on xbox and pc because it was previously on only on ps they reached a certain number of Xbox One sales and for the second time they donated money to uh, Mental Health America they'd done it oh, before cool. I think it was like 25,000 or something they, they donated and they, they did it again because they reached uh, I think it was 100,000 Xbox One sales I think it was in the within the first week or something but they did it before when they reached a certain number of sales with the PS4 and it's just really really good that they um, are doing that sort of thing so. yeah that's awesome. I just thought I'd uh, give them a nice shout out as well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's about everything. Me this week, I finished Unreal Season 4, which uh, is a show I've loved ever since the first season. Uh, this is the the thing which is a drama set behind the scenes of one of those bachelor bachelorette sort of big oh, American dating okay. shows. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's finally concluded after four seasons and... Uh, leaves it in a in a pretty neatly wrapped up way it's sort of I, I don't know whether they were they knew they were coming to their final season or whether it was cancelled but it, it does wrap it up nicely enough I suspect they could have gone on if they had been picked up again but uh, it does have some finality to it as well which is nice so uh, so that's been really good it gets very very dark in that last season <laughs> okay um, which is not like it yes I think it's worth trying uh, okay. I I, I honestly it. do because uh, I was very much the same of of oh, oh well this I never into reality TV I never really liked those sort of shows <laughs> yeah. but it, it's not like that at all I mean it, it is solidly a drama basically like having a bunch of narcissistic people setting up games and manipulating a bunch of other narcissistic people that are in the house you know um, mm-hmm. it, the, the producers are as bad if not worse than the contestants uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's funny but it's surprisingly dark in places and uh, well well mm. worth going to watch but all four seasons of that are on amazon prime if you want to go and find that okay it's a scripted drama yeah scripted drama yes it is it is a scripted drama it's it's not in any way shape or form a reality tv show it's just based behind the scenes of one of those a reality tv shows but it is a scripted drama so that that i really enjoyed it's all four seasons are up on uh, amazon prime now worth going to watch uh 911 which is ryan murphy's new show well i say new it's been around in the u.s for a while but 911 Mm -hmm. which is yeah yeah first season of it really interesting the way that that's put together because it is essentially a procedural show but uh it's almost chopped into little sort of vignette segments that sort of connect together because you get these sort of 911 you know they they actually show a sort of fake 911 call come in and then it's sort of you you see them responding to it the various different units whether it be police or fire responding to it and you also have the 911 controller which uh, in the first season is played by Connie Britton although apparently that's yeah, from former Nashville, Nashville former Nashville style uh, but uh, she apparently won't be back for the second season but oh, uh, that's I've, a yeah I I'm not entirely sure why that is uh, but uh, she's she's only doing the first season so yeah but that's on uh, Sky Witness now worth going to watch that yeah i really liked it as well um yeah. the whole baby in the yeah the, uh, the, the toilet thing was yeah. crazy 
that yeah. that was kind of crazy. I'm assuming there's some research done to to show that sort of thing could actually happen, but I, mm. you know, I don't know. It's it was really crazy, but uh, certainly a really interesting take on the sort of procedural drama thing. I thought that really enjoyed it. Disenchantment, which I watched the first couple of episodes of, which is Matt Goering's new show, creator of uh, Futurama and The Simpsons. Really interesting new animated series because it's it's not the sort of typical setup of those future armor or simpsons episodes where everything resets at the end of the episode or certainly the first two episodes aren't it Mm. seems to be a continuing story there are some good gags and it's not quite as funny as maybe i'd i'd like it to be but i I, you know there was a lot of setting up in that first episode as you'd sort of expect so i don't want to overly judge it on the first couple of episodes it's i think it's only eight or ten episodes for for the first season anyway it's 10 yeah yeah so um I'm going to watch the whole of the first season. I'll have a have a proper kind of you know opinion on it. But um, I mean, in, enjoyable, but not maybe not quite there. At, mm-hmm. You know, in those first couple of episodes. But uh, we'll we'll see. Well, uh, you know, I'll watch the rest of it. I it it is encouraging me to watch more. So so that's good. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the first three episodes. I think it's the first three, and I like the whole um, good bad side that they, yeah. they set up with the elf and the demon. I think that was really funny, and some of the dark jokes that the the demon comes out with. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite into the whole like marriage plot they came up with, but everything else around it, the jokes and the characters, I I quite got on with. I thought yeah. they were quite good. Yeah, um, I mean the. The, but no, it's in its it's in its only days still. So yeah, it is a nice idea. the The basic premise is is, is there is a princess. The king is trying to marry her off to form an alliance. Uh, mm-hmm. She meets yeah. an elf. The elves were great. I really enjoyed those. And the demon, which are acting almost as a sort of you know good angel, bad angel for it. Yeah, we, yeah. But uh, it was fun. I I just I could do with a little bit more humor in there. It's not quite got the the sort of instant grasp that something like Future Armor had, but. Uh, I, I'll watch the rest of it. I want to see what it, how it sort of turns out this first season. I watched the end of Gotham this week as well, which for those that hadn't realised, although Gotham is still running on E4, if you've got Netflix, it's now on Netflix that that fourth season. So you can actually, even though it's not finished running, it's got a couple of episodes left on on E4. You can actually watch the last few episodes if you want to. If you don't want to wait, you can go onto Netflix and watch them there. So uh, I've finished the the uh, fourth season of Gotham. Leaves it in a very very interesting place. It looks like they're going to be doing zero year next season which is an interesting plot line from the it's either from the new 52 run or the rebirth run i think it Some, was something like that i think it was from the new 52 run on dc but um it sort of has a, a gotham which is somewhat decimated and is actually in control of the you know the riddler sort of has control or the a lot of the the criminals have control of the city rachel Gould kind of turns up and he's trying to train bruce into becoming the dark knight that we all know and love so uh uh, yeah, uh, that's going to make it very interesting next season. But I thoroughly enjoyed that series. I I thought that was really good. I hope that they go sort of full Batman next season. I, they, I think they will they by the end of it. They did it at the start a bit, and then they sort of dropped it off quite a bit. I, I'm not understanding the whole hashtag save Gotham because it's been given a final season. Um, yeah, I guess people just want it to run for years Forever, and years and, and, years, and, but, and it can't. It can't. Uh, it has to have a definitive no. end point that show because he's got to turn into Batman at some point, which I'm um, very much looking forward to. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, I they may do it in a sort of. Hopefully, they do it better than Smallville did with Superman because they fudged that ending really badly. But uh, <laughs> I, I hope we get to see a, a bit more of it. And and the only thing they need to do is send that kid that plays Bruce Wayne down to the gym because <laughs> he's a bit too skinny at the moment. Maybe, yeah, um, yeah he'll get there. Though. He will. So uh, other things this week: Dunkirk. I watched last night, which is the Chris Nolan movie. Speaking of Batman, it's the uh, mm. it's the Chris the the latest. Chris Nolan film, which I completely missed at the cinema. Utterly compelling and really interesting sort of big epic movie telling a a bunch of very small stories of various people's perspectives of of the events surrounding the thing that happened at Dunkirk, which was basically them trying, sending a fleet of ships to get them off the beaches because they were all, all the soldiers were stranded on the beach. Really, really good. I mean, absolutely brilliant. It is basically almost two hours of you watching people die and ships getting bombed but (laughs) it's thoroughly compelling a really solid movie well worth watching if you've not caught Dunkirk yet I really really enjoyed that 
Krypton aired last night, first episode of that. I had actually seen it prior because I did an interview with Wallace Day, who uh, plays one of the characters on the show. So I'd seen the first episode before then, but it's now officially got out on E4. Really enjoy what they're doing with that series. Very interesting twist on on the sort of Superman mythos. Uh, the way that they tie it into Superman, I think, is really clever. So uh, if you've not caught that yet, it's well worth going to watch. Really enjoying it. And then we had a couple of trailers this week. Uh, Marvel's Iron Fist got season two trailer which actually looks quite good which is good (laughs) (laughs) because considering the sort of you know what people thought of uh, or lots of people thought of uh, Iron Fist season one I think he slightly redeemed himself going into the Defenders and Luke Cage I think he was more bearable in those than he was in the sort of very mopey kind of first season of Iron Fist. He's got a bit lighter, which is is better. And the trailer looks really good. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And uh, the first trailer arrived for Star Wars Resistance, which is this uh, new Star Wars animated series from Dave Filoni, the guy that made Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars. Although I don't think he's he's running the day-to-day on it. It, it seems like it, it's maybe aimed at a slightly younger audience possibly i mean i guess rebels was as well but it it, i don't know it doesn't seem to have the weight that rebels necessarily had to it from that trailer uh looks interesting though different animation style it's coming to disney xd in the uk in october we don't have an exact date for it yet but uh if you're a star wars fan it's gonna be one to watch out for most definitely so uh that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. A few things we've got. TNT in the US network in America has ordered what they're calling a limited series called The Angel of Darkness. It's essentially The Alienist season two. The Alienist ran on Netflix over here, so I would guess this well as well. But uh, it's, it's essentially the second book in The Alienist series. But rather than call it The Alienist season two, they've decided to call it The Angel of Darkness and are referring to it as a limited series for some reason same characters as well so it's not even like it's an anthology series where all the characters change same characters same actors they've just decided to confuse everybody (laughs) so with limited series it sounds like they kind of want to wrap it up limited series generally means that it's it's only something designed to run for one season or it's Mm -hmm. designed in such a way that it will be an anthology series. That's usually what they mean by limited series. I wonder if it's an awards thing. So maybe, um, yeah, yeah, because it would allow them to enter it into the limited series category because it's sort of a limited series, even though it really isn't because it's exactly (laughs) the same cast. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, if you enjoyed The Alienist, I'm sure you'll enjoy this. It's a, it's a bit like they did with, you know, the Strike series that uh, the Cormorant Strike series that they did on yeah. BBC, where yeah. it was sort of Strike, colon, whatever the name of the book was, you know, Strike a Cuckoo's Calling. And, you know, so it seems a bit like it's doing it that sort of way. It's they, But they've, they seem to have changed the name of the show, but it is essentially The Alienist season two. USA Network have upset some people and made some people happy because they've cancelled Shooter after three seasons, which, I mean, purely on ratings, it was the lowest rating thing on the network after they cancelled Colony, which they did last week. Those were the two lowest rated shows on the network. They're now both gone. But they have picked up a show called Trentstone, which is a Jason Bourne spin-off series. So based on the Jason Bourne books and the movies. It sounds like quite a good idea for a show. Do you know the Jason Bourne Yeah, yeah. Stuff? I haven't yeah. seen the most uh, recent one. I, I actually saw it pop not. up on, on Netflix the other day. No, so I... I it to my list. I haven't watched that yet. It's basically, it's an origin story of Trentstone, which was the system that was used to create like Jason Bourne and other assassins. So uh, it's it's a, a sort of, prequel to the to the born thing so it follows various sleeper agents who are turned into these super, superhuman assassins the only thing that slightly bothers me about this is tim Krig, is the guy running it who's the creator of heroes who's brilliant at doing one season of things and then <laughs> screws it up completely for the second season so it could be great for a season it's just probably not going to be great much after that because i have never mm-hmm. seen him do a good second season of anything <laughs> so there's yeah, that i was just gonna say with uh 
with Shooter, I remember seeing the pilot and being like, I might come back and watch this at some point. And then I saw the you post about it getting cancelled. I thought, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't yeah do it now. that's so. it. I'd kind of, I'd done the same sort of thing. I kind of looked at yeah. it and thought, oh, that I mean, maybe I'll go and watch it. And, yeah, because yeah. it was like a decent little action series and sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Yeah. But uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, so. no, maybe not. A couple of other air date announcements. Atypical, which was absolutely brilliant. That yeah. uh, comedy series about a uh, guy who's on the sort of autism spectrum the first season of that is absolutely superb it's on netflix second season is coming on the 7th of september superb is, well worth going to watch is that the same day as uh iron fist because that's also the same day as spider-man on ps4 <laughs> so i'm not sure i'd have to go yeah. and check i think it's the i think that's the it, friday the 7th of, of september yes which is definitely could, when spider-man's out so right okay cool. uh and uh the original season five which uh long long overdue but the fifth and final season of that will be landing in its entirety on the 1st of September on Netflix so you can binge your way through the whole thing but uh, I am looking forward to seeing that I kept hearing about the original's final season for like a year or something and then I just kept hearing about it I was like has this thing aired or finished yet or what <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, was, it, aired, it, was weird. it aired quite late I think in the US so okay. there was a lot of talk about it they announced it way way back probably I think it was probably last year when they announced that this next season was going to be the final one uh, and then it was kind of only this year when it aired and it's so it's been very very stretched out but i'm i'm looking forward to uh to seeing it i want to see that conclude and uh then there's it's not obviously the end of the saga because we've got legacies coming as well which mm-hmm. is the thing about the children so uh so there's that although we don't have a uk broadcaster for that at the moment but hopefully netflix will pick it up moving on to bigger news the watchmen are coming the yeah. uh, watchmen series has been picked up by hbo we've talked a bit about this before this is comes from Damian Lintoff. It's going to officially debut in 2019. We don't know a huge amount about it. It's basically based on the graphic novel, but isn't a direct copy of the graphic novel because they've sort of already done that with the movies. They've said that it is a original story. It's going to use the novel as kind of their Old Testament. So all the stuff that happened, happened. All the stuff that is in the book happened the way it said in the book. They've said it's going to have a lot of new characters some old characters as well so you're not entirely kind of sweeping the uh, the things away but uh, mm. I, I mean it's going to be set in that kind of universe where the superheroes exist but they're kind of treated like outlaws so um, it's an interesting sort of dystopian thing to set up I think and the cast is quite phenomenal Tom Misson from Sleepy Hollow who've interviewed a couple of times and he's absolutely lovely Jeremy Irons from Batman Superman uh, Don Johnson who I think most people will know from Miami Vice Tim Blake Nelson Lou Gossett Jr Francis Fisher Jacob Mingtrend Andrew Howard Regina King I mean just an incredible list of uh, people they've yeah, got that's involved quite in amazing. I think that's going to be fabulous uh, Damien Lintoff wrote the pilot uh, it was directed by Nicole Castle who has directed things like Westworld, The Leftovers, which was Damien Lintos' previous show, uh, The Americans as well. So, you know, you can get that gives you an idea of the type of direction mm. that, you know, they're all fairly, can be fairly dark dystopian things. So I think she's a great person to be directing the pilot. I don't know how many more she's going to do. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Oh yeah, I- this should be quite amazing. Like with uh, Lindelof there and you've got like kind of the superhero-esque thing and then you've got like the comic book stuff they can lean into and of course it's HBO as well so um, judging by what you sort of described a minute ago it sounds like a little bit of like taking some of the lore from previous stuff and kind of doing a soft reboot for TV so like making it fresh but still keeping some of the old stuff intact so I guess like long-term fans of I guess the the film or the comic will have stuff to like grasp onto but then like for new people that haven't seen or Mm -hmm. read any of the other stuff can like watch this as well so yeah the, uh, it my, should be really good yeah my, my feeling is it's basically a sequel but to the to the comic books uh and to the movie but they just don't want to call it a sequel mm. <laughs> that's yeah. essentially they don't want to tie it in like too closely so they can yeah. still do their own sort of new thing yeah then, so yeah. It, it's sort of a sequel to the comic book he's i think he's probably what they're aiming for but i that's going to be really interesting in other interesting sci-fi drama or space drama and stuff uh we've got um joel kinnaman has landed the lead role on uh, Ronald D. Moore's new space drama which he's making for Apple Joel Kinnaman most recently you'll have seen him on Altered Carbon he played Takashi Kova 
Halifax in the first season of that, which uh, he's been replaced for the uh, second season by Anthony Mackie because the whole thing about Kovacs is they re-sleeve into different bodies. So there's a sort of Doctor Who element going on where you can have a different lead every season with the same character. So um, he's now joined this space drama from Ronald D. Moore, who is the man behind Outlander and Battlestar Galactica. It sounds really interesting because it, it's set in a sort of alternate world where the global space race of the 1960s never actually stopped. So it's sort of going to be present day, I think, but with a sort of more futuristic feel to it and with us having explored more planets and that sort of stuff. So uh, Joel Kinnaman's set to play a guy called Edward Baldwin, who is one of the top astronauts at NASA. Uh, They've also announced Sarah Jones and Michael Dorman, who are going to play uh, Gordo and Tracy Stevens, who are a high-profile married couple at NASA. As I say, Joel Kinnaman, you'll know from Altered Carbon, also played Robocop. He was in House of Cards, The Killing, and uh, Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. Uh, Michael Dorman's oh, yeah. recently, recently been the lead on the Amazon series Patriot. Interestingly, Amazon haven't decided whether that's coming back for a second season. Uh, oh, sorry, th- third season. It's coming back for a second season later this year. They haven't decided whether it's coming back for a third season. If it does, that will have to shoot around this new space drama. And uh, Sarah Jones starred in Amazon series The Path with Aaron Paul and uh, the... I think uh, that got cancelled. Yeah, that's now cancelled. And yeah. um, the USA Network Netflix series Damnation as well. She also was in Sons of Anarchy. So, um, yeah, quite who a did, good Who did cast. she play in Sons of Anarchy? Uh, Polly, she played. Who, Polly. I'm trying to think. I think was possibly one of the hooker girls, maybe. Oh, okay. There's quite a lot of characters yeah, there was, in that yeah, space. Yeah. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think maybe that's what, it, what she was. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I think yeah, they're putting together quite a good cast with this. I love Ronald D. Moore's stuff. I mean, Outland is a brilliant series. I really love that reboot he did of Battlestar Galactica. Well, again, somebody I've interviewed because we interviewed him for the um, that Channel 4 series, the Philip K. Dick series that they did. So yeah, I'm, I am I think this is going to be really interesting. I'm quite interested in what Apple's maybe doing because we yeah. spoke, I think, before about, was it some sort of Jason Momoa drama there? Yes, there they're is. They're doing, um, and they've got, they've got a couple of other things. Of course, they've got the whole iTunes stuff or itself as well mm. um, I don't think we're quite there yet but we could get to a point where there's just too many streaming services where you've got like Netflix and HBO and Amazon and the, the DC thing and Disney uh, yes Apple and stuff and the Disney thing and uh, whatever else is, is going to be on the way plus you've got like Sky and, and all that sort of stuff yeah um, so I, I wonder what they can bring to like the competition because it's I mean, quite a high bar for all that yeah, sort of stuff. I, my, yeah. my fear is that they're going to insist that you buy an Apple TV box to be able to do it and a subscription. And I hope that isn't the case. I hope mm. they release an app so you can just have an app on the TV and a subscription service. You're not going to have an extra piece of hardware because that seems unnecessary. We don't really know what they're doing with the streaming service in terms of in terms of how they're going to deliver it yet. They haven't made any mm. announcement on that. It's like they've launched it because it's been out there for a while anyway, but now they're like slowly adding to it. Whereas like DC is kind of doing the opposite where they're saying like, we got this, 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 and this, and we're going to launch later. But well, no, like, I mean, it's still here's... not, it's still not launched yet. The Apple one, the Apple's still not actually launched. I mean, like in terms of their store and, and that sort of thing. Oh, well, yeah, but they, I mean, the yeah. stores, I mean, none of this stuff has gone out yet though. And mm-hmm. it will be a separate subscription service, I think. Okay. In the same way that they have Apple Music, you'll have a sort of Apple TV subscription service. But how they're going to deliver that in terms of whether it's going to be a separate app or whether it's going, you're going to require hardware for it, or I, I don't know. But they have got some great things coming. Like you say, there's uh, C, which is this uh, uh, drama starring Jason Momoa. Uh, you've got uh, a reboot of Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories coming. There's Little America, which comes from uh, the creators of The Big Sick, uh, Kamal Najani and uh, Emily V. Gordon, which was an amazing movie. There's a comedy from Kirsten Wig. There's a new psychological thriller from M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, there's, they've got some really solid stuff coming to that. So uh, we'll have to see um, mm-hmm. how it launches and, you know, what 
what they end up doing or whether it's just their own original stuff or whether they're going to have other things on there as well i don't know but uh gonna be one to watch out for then we've got some more casting news uh luke mitchell who you were last seen in blind spot he has taken the lead in a show called the code which uh the reason i'm interested in this one is it comes from craig sweeney who was the creator of limitless which was an amazing series and it's criminal that okay. got cancelled the code follows the military's brightest minds as they take on the u.s toughest challenges inside the courtroom and out each attorney is not only trained as a prosecutor but also as a defense lawyer as an investigator and as a marine so um it sort of allows it to be a legal drama with some kick-assness to it i guess <laughs> Yeah. Um, Craig Sweeney is writing it with the good wife and Boston legal writer Craig Turk. Pilot was directed by Mark Webb, who is the guy that directed a couple of the amazing Spider-Man movies. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it it sounds like it could be a really interesting series. And Luke Mitchell's great. Luke played well. I mean, like any good Australian actor, started off in Neighbours and Home and Away, and uh, <laughs> then moved on to where he was in the Tomorrow People remake. Uh, starred as the I was, I was very when that got cancelled that was a really good show yeah the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was a cw show as well i think and yeah yeah very rare they cancel things after one season starred as lincoln the inhuman on agents of shield and mm. uh then most recently been playing roman on blind spot so uh it's is, he, is he still in blind spot no. i haven't seen like the end of uh not uh, not to give anything, recent season. not to give anything away about the most recent season but no he's not <laughs> so okay. um, because when you posted about him taking the lead, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's still in Blindspot because he no. was like fairly regular there. <laughs> no, he is. He left Blindspot in the last season. So uh, I think this looks quite interesting. He's a good, solid person to uh, to lead it. It was uh, originally piloted back in May, but um, had somebody else in that role and uh, they ended up recasting it, apparently. The other actors lost his gain. But I, I think he's a very, very watchable lead and it's about time he got a lead part in something. So uh, looking forward to that. And lastly, more casting. A lot of casting this week. Uh, more casting. They have cast Spock in Star Trek Discovery, and it is a an actor called Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck's not somebody that I was aware of prior no, to this neither. casting. The name Peck may n- mean something to uh, certainly older people because he's the grandson of the Academy Award-winning actor Gregory Peck. So uh, there is a, he's a lineage actor, I would say. Um, he has been in a few things, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, the TV series. He was in In Time, the movie. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice he was in, and he popped up in Mag- Madam Secretary as well. So he's, he has been in a few things. Uh, he's the latest actor to take on the role of Spock, obviously, after Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good match, actually, I would say. And they need to have Spock in this series, obviously, because if you've seen the trailer for this series, you know that Spock is a reasonably big part of it by the looks of things. Of course, plays half-brother to Sonequa Martin-Green's Michael Burnham. And uh, at the end of the last season... Mild spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched the first season of uh, Star Trek Discovery, but (laughs) what are you doing if you hadn't watched it by now? Um, At the very end of the last season, we do see them meet up with the USS Enterprise, which is helmed by Captain Pike, who was played by Anderson Mount from uh, Hell on Wheels and Inhumans. If you watch the trailer, you see that Captain Pike actually takes over and there's a lot of talk about how Spock is sort of on leave at the moment because he's chasing something down, but the thing he's chasing down sounds like ties into the story so uh, we kind of knew that Spock was going to show up at some point but yeah I mean if you take a look at the the guy's picture that up on the uh, story up on the website he's pretty solid match I would say to a sort of young looking Spock so uh, yeah quite interesting. I, I took a glance at the at the picture um, and I, I, I agree with that it's gonna be really interesting to see how this all ties together like with um, him being related to uh, Michael Burnham <sighs> and uh, like what what they even do next like with each other all these new characters well not new characters but the characters that are joining the, the series and stuff and uh how all of the characters we you know all the new characters we had introduced last season how they're going to connect together with with everything um because of course we've got a bunch of the other original uh star star not star Wars, star trek sorry characters yeah and see how all that ties in yeah it's i'm very interested for the second season of this and uh you know and we've got other shows coming there is a little spin-off from discovery coming which uh sort of these little short 15 minute stories 
that uh, are, are going to be kind of like a little mini companion series. So hopefully Netflix picks that up as well because that's going out on CBS or Access okay. in the have US. They, have they started coming out yet? No, they, they, yeah, I, yeah. I suspect they'll come out with the main show, they're, but they're okay. going to be background on certain characters. So that's going to be kind of interesting. And then, of course, we have the Picard series coming as well. Don't know when that's going to arrive. I imagine with the main show and even with the talk show, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but with that being picked up on Netflix, I would imagine the shorts would end up on there as well. I would... So. I think so, yeah. I yeah, would think they'll. Yeah. I, I suspect they're going to go and pick up as much Star Trek stuff as they can. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to mm. this. I, we don't I, have an air date yet, do we? But it's early 2019. No, we know it's going to be early 2019. They have said that, but we don't have an exact date. Uh, it will depend when they start pushing it out on CBS. But mm. uh, it, they have said it will be early next year. One to look forward to. With that all done, let's move on to this week's interview. <laughs> 2014 for the blacklist he's actually been nominated every year since 2014 as well so i mean this is a guy that really knows his stuff one of the reasons that he we think that he keeps on getting nominated is because he uses very very minimal cgi work pretty much everything he's done in camera as or as much as humanly possible they do in camera uh, so when somebody falls off a building it's a real person falling off a building if they fall into a table it's them doing it if cars crash cars are crashing so it's it makes it as, as authentic as possible he's also directed an episode last season as well so um he's made the transition from stunt coordinator to director which is is fairly rare you know you don't get that many people that do that he's worked across a number of other shows as well uh, sneaky peter which i absolutely adore the good fight and the good wife he worked on bluebirds burn notice er so we talk a little bit about some of those but mainly we're talking about his stunt work on the blacklist and uh, it's just really interesting he's a lovely guy really interested to see how they set up stunts and and all that sort of stuff and how he got into it so um here's the interview with court we'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> It's lovely to be talking to you. You're actually the first stunt coordinator we've ever talked to. So, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> that that's kind of different for us because we've done like a lot of a lot of behind the scenes people, you know, composers and makeup artists and costume people and that. But you, we've never done a stunt performer before or a stunt coordinator before. So, well, I'm glad to be your first. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I'm very happy to uh, to have you on. And you work on on a, you've worked on a couple of my favorite shows i mean I, I really love the blacklist blacklist is such a great show and uh you worked on sneaky pete as well which is also an awesome show sneaky pete was fun it was a little bit different which is kind of kind of cool yeah really good show um but uh the blacklist i mean what one of the reasons is that you're on really is is the fact that you got your 10th nomination for an emmy yeah <laughs> which, which is like I, I mean i was looking over the emmy nominations for that category and you're ahead by at least six nominations for everybody else as far as i can see uh, well no i think there's I, I think norman howell uh oh maybe okay he has like seven or i think eight actually this year was probably his eighth okay so, then it dropped off <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rarefied air though. I mean the uh, the the ones from from the ones I was looking at, you got uh, Jeff Wolf. I think has four. Rally Ehrman has three. Christopher Place has three for uh, you know Rally Ehrman obviously for for Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
which you know which does have some it's pretty spectacular <laughs> yeah that's it's yeah <laughs> they have a great show there raleigh does <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's insane so yeah i think you're the only one that's actually been nominated pretty much every year since 2014 so that's pretty good going yeah i'm not complaining <laughs> not at all it's been a kind of a fun ride it just means i'm getting older too right <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe <laughs> oh dear. So, um, as I said, you're the first stunt guy we've had on. So, do you want to just give a little bit of explanation about what your job entails? Sure. Well, a stunt coordinator. Uh, well, as a stunt coordinator, I I oversee the creation of all the stunts on the show. So, I start with reading the script and breaking down the action and having a conversation with the writers and the director to figure out how to best go about of creating what they want to see on film. So it starts with meetings. Then it starts with me playing with toy cars sometimes in front of them and showing them what to do. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole cool little matchbox set of cars with like uh, literally taxis and police cars and vans. And, awesome. and yeah, I sit there and I'll draw a big map out on a piece of paper and I'll show them how we're going to do the chase and how the cars will crash and everything. And it goes further into actually uh, coming up with how to build any needs, like the roll cages in the cars or the ramps yeah. or any kind of uh, systems with cables. If I'm jumping people from one building to another to keep them safe. And it goes all the way down to I, then I cast the stunt players. I hire the stunt players right. to work the show. But the, the biggest component of being a stunt coordinator is I was a stunt person first. Yes. So I took the knowledge of of being a stunt person to get to where I'm at today so I can safely pull off these stunts i imagine that's quite common in the industry of of like the you you sort of get to a point where you decide you're maybe slightly older than wanting to be thrown <laughs> around in cars as much you know? we, we don't heal as fast as we did when we were 20 yeah so it's kind of a natural progression <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm, so i imagine quite a lot of the stunt guys you know that want to stay in the business end up going on and doing stunt coordination yeah it, it's for the longevity of it sure yeah yeah you can um, only hit the ground so much. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, I mean, how do you get into a, a into a job like that? Because I mean, there's been a few people that we've talked to in the industry who who like fell into the role that they're doing quite often production designers production designers never set out to do production design they sort of stumble into it realizing it's it's a job that they could do you know is that the same sort of thing with a stunt person how do you end up kind of well, it, in the industry it's kind of, yeah it's kind of ironic because you would fall or stumble as doing a stunt right so you kind of fall <laughs> yeah. or stumble into your first job yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah you know everybody has a different path to get here you have gymnasts you have karate or, or martial arts people. Yeah. You have race car drivers, motorcycle drivers, uh, rigging people. So everybody has their own path. Me, I started doing live shows at Disney, Disney <laughs> World down in Florida. Right, yeah. So that that sent me on my path, which got me into live shows. And the progression was I started at Disney, Disney World in Florida, opened up Universal Studios in Florida doing a live stunt show. <laughs> and that turned into... The television work, right. um, but everybody kind of starts in their specialty. I started in the business because I was a, a you know, I was water skier. I was paid to water ski and, and drive boats at the the boat show, and that was pretty much my end to the business. Was I was known as one of the water guys. Right. That's kind of how everybody, including myself, gets into it. You usually fall into that. What is your specialty? The other thing that people do is they fall into it because they look just like an actor. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you get lucky when you when you find somebody who looks like an actor that's super talented with their. Uh, personal body skills, meaning they, they can do anything. They can fight, they can mm. fall, they can drive cars, they can jump off buildings. So looks have a lot to do with it when you, when you get into stunts also. It's not all looks, but your, yeah. your t card being punched is you look just like this actor. You got, you should be a stunt person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look a bit like Harrison Ford, but he's far too expensive to throw through this window. Right, exactly, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> You're expendable in a way. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, have you always been kind of like this? Were you one of those kids that, that ends up sort of throwing themselves off the top of garage roofs and that sort of thing? Yeah, I would. I was always the kid that would go first. Right. So I started out living in, in Buffalo, New York. So, you know, in my neighborhood, they'd send me out on the ice first. If right. it didn't break, OK, everybody else would come out. And it broke. <laughs> I, I went through. Wow. Um, I would I would line up the garbage cans in the street, set up a wooden ramp and jump them with no helmet because we didn't have helmets in the 70s. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was that kid. I was always in the ER. Like the ER doctor knew me by name, by first name. <laughs> my parents were like, oh, this is this is great. And in fact, when I was 18 months old, I did my first stair fall. <laughs> my mom 
was was vacuuming and I walked over to the basement and went head over heels down the down the stairs. And then after that, I was like four years old and I'd climb up on top of the refrigerator and I'd jump off all the time. <laughs> My parents just I feel sorry for them having me as a kid when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking about stressful. Man. Yeah. <laughs> But so, that, yeah, that, that was my childhood. You start out in the industry, and I mean, I was just looking back through your IMDb. One of the earliest jobs you did was on Superboy. Before, yeah. Before the, like, the superhero shows were kind of really popular. <laughs> you, right. uh, you're on Superboy, which is uh, a great place to start. And uh, I mean, there's, there's so many superhero shows now, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, there are a ton of them with Marvel and Netflix, and it's like... Every ter- every time you turn around, there's a new show going on, a new yeah. superhero, and that was like that, like Superboy way back then. That was so basic, yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compared to what you see now with these superhero shows, it's like holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, you know those those shows have have an advantage over like what I have with Blacklist. Yeah, they usually have a team of stunt coordinators that work on it. They have. Uh, like the Marvel shows usually have a stunt coordinator, an assistant stunt coordinator, a fight choreographer, and a previs for person. Right. Uh, with the previs, they 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 practice it and they shoot it and they show it to the director. Where on Blacklist, I don't a I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Our turnaround time's too fast. Yeah. Because we're network. So back in the early parts of Blacklist, we were doing shoots on Friday and it was airing on a Monday. <laughs> So I didn't have any time and I watch these shows and, and they have two weeks of fight rehearsals. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't get that. I don't get that. <laughs> Keep showing your toes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, all the time. You know, so, this, this, that's one thing I will say about blacklist is, is it's a lot of action, not much time, but I love that pace. It doesn't yeah. get boring. It, it keeps you every day of work is a new day and it's something like going to school the first day every single day yeah so much fun yeah so you you've got you get nominated pretty much every year for for an emmy uh and uh, w- one of the reasons probably for this is the fact that you're very very minimal with cgi work if at all you tend to do everything as physical stunts if you can yeah we you know again that goes back to beliefs about uh, cgi where cgi is a great tool yeah and it, it really helps you it helps you with the safety aspect of the stunt. It can really put a little cherry on top, right? Yeah. So I'd use it as little as possible, mainly because I have to with the TV schedule. Yeah. They don't have enough time to do everything they would normally do on some of these superhero shows to make it look more realistic where I have to make it look realistic. Cause they don't have to. They help me. They get rid of my safety cables or like if I'm going to do a car crash. I'll do a little green, what we call a green screen shot with an actor in a car, mm. shoot a plate through the window. You see the impact on them, but then we cut it back to a real car crash happening. Yeah. So it keeps the actor involved in it without putting them in danger. But my belief on CGI is it should just be a tool because as soon as you, the audience knows it's all computer generated, it takes that adrenaline out for the audience because they're like, ah, you know, it was just on a computer. Yeah. Where the way Blacklist is, you're like, oh, that was really somebody who just got hit by a car. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, where are you usually performing these stunts? Are they always done on backlots or are you sometimes having to clear streets to do this stuff? No, we're, we're in New York, so we do everything on the street. I mean, we have really? a studio. You know, right now we're a nine day show, so we're probably three or four days on the stage. And that's usually in the war room. You know, we, we rarely do that much action on the stage. It's always out in the streets. Yes. Um, not, I wouldn't say always, but majority of the time it's out in the streets and really confined spaces in New York. When we're doing these car chases, I have a lot of limitations because the buildings are so close. The streets are so crowded, even though we lock it up. It's New York. You yeah. stand there and say, excuse me, sir, please don't. Pa-, and they're already past you. <laughs> 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 they have their data complete. It's New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's very very difficult to tackle the the city with all this action, and it, it takes a good team. It's the entire production team. It's the AD team. It's the PA team. It's the locations department. They all help me so much to try to get these things pulled off in the, such a tight close quarters of the city. Yeah, but I, I think that also adds to it too. Doing it, we're really doing it in this beautiful city that's so tight. We can't go 55, 60, 70 miles an hour for a car chase. We're restricted by only going 35 miles an hour in the city. So we have to shoot it away so it looks faster. Right. Yeah, that's really crazy. It's actually tough. But, you know, it, it, again, like you said earlier, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you thinking. It keeps you, oh, how can we do this to make it look more realistic, even though we can't go to the realistic speed? 
Yeah. You know, we yeah. do little tricks with the camera. We just shoot a little bit tighter than most shows. You know, we don't really go for those really wide shots because it tells too much sometimes. Yeah. It, yeah. It, gives away the, the magic of it how often did they come to you with a stunt and you look at it and go how the heck are we going to do this <laughs> um all the time you know that's that's the part of it that's what keeps it so exciting is our writers write action They're like okay yeah what, what's a good example um a guy is hiding in the room in the ceiling from red reddington and reddington yells come on down, and all of a sudden he comes crashing through the ceiling onto a table in front of him i mean i it sounds small, but man, that was fun. You know, it's, how are we going to do this to make it look real without falling into pads? And let's just do this in one shot. So there's things you do. You just you get to create. You get to come up with new ideas to make it look real. So we used a real ceiling. It was drywall, so you break through it. Yeah. We used a real table. So all I did with the table is I put a little thin piece of neoprene across the top of the table, a little piece of, of padding. Yeah. And had them paint it the color of the table. And then I cut the legs on one side a little bit. But underneath the table on the legs, I used green planters foam. <laughs> so you couldn't see it. They painted it brown. Right. But what that did was when the, when the stunt guy fell from the 10-foot ceiling and hit the top of the table, it, he told me it, it felt like he landed in a box of tissues. It was so soft. Because <laughs> the legs of the table absorbed the impacts. And he was like, this is awesome. But it, it was violent. On the day out, I ran over there. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, it was, that was awesome. <laughs> So it's that kind of stuff. Even the little things like that, that's a smaller stunt, but they write it and, and you think, how am I going to do this? And they, they just say, give us options. So I'll give them different ideas. And, and our, again, our production design team, they help me a lot. And my special effects team between everybody, we work together and we create not just your everyday stunt. Mm. It may look like that sometimes on film, but we're really pushing the envelope with that show and, and, the limited amount of time that we, we we do it. Yeah, I mean, that that's a crazy turnaround schedule that you've got on that show. That's really insane. This season is going to be a little bit different. We still, we're still on a nine-day schedule this, or we are now a nine-day schedule this season, but we don't air until after the first of the year. So from now right. until December, when we go on the holiday hiatus, we're kind of relaxed. It's the first time in, in six seasons we're relaxed shooting right now because we're not up against a deadline right in front of us every week <laughs> yeah yeah that's gotta be nice you can actually yeah. get some in the bag for a bit so yeah <laughs> what's been the most challenging thing for you in terms of maybe a stunt or doesn't necessarily need to be on the blacklist just just one that you've been involved with well you know the most challenging stunt that i was involved with was uh, uh there's a tv show called er yes back in the late 90s early 2000s I remember it well yes and the producer called me i was working on a show for them same producers called third watch so they called me up and said hey court we have this uh script that we just wrote and it involves 20 people on a balcony that's 40 feet high in the air and we want it to collapse with all of them on it <laughs> right oh and they go oh we want to do it in one take right so I was yes like, whoa okay this could be fun <laughs> so they gave me a month to plan that sequence out wow and it ended up being the most challenging stunt but the most gratifying piece of work to be a part of yeah we pulled it off in one take and <laughs> it was 20 people standing on on this balcony that i had rigged to collapse it was 40 different cables going up to one grid so when you looked up there i was going oh my gosh what is all that spaghetti up there because it just looked like lines are going everywhere yeah and everybody was on a even though they were attached to a cable they were on a completely unassisted free fall fall for 32 of the 40 feet <laughs> so the last eight feet we decelled them six feet and everybody's feet were two feet off the ground when it stopped <laughs> uh, it's out there online the name of the episode was called the show must go on for er yeah i i think there's there's a little show reel thing of when I googled you, yeah, there's a little it's there. and it's on it's on the showreel. I remember watching it. It's a phenomenal it's, sequence. That really so that, is. I think that by far was the most challenging and again most gratifying. I you know I was I was a stunt guy for a long time and I've done a lot of big stunts. I hold a world record for a boat, the longest boat jump. <laughs> and my adrenaline, you live off of that, right? It's it's like yeah. a natural drug. I've never had my adrenaline so high as I had it that night, and I wasn't even doing the stunt. <laughs> You know, you have you have 20 lives in your hand that, yeah. that you design this stunt. And you're like, man, if this goes bad, that's not one person getting a lump. It's 20 people going to the hospital. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with with actors. How often do the actors kind of come up to you and say, "Oh, I I want to do this myself"? Uh, and do you tend to try and discourage that, or do you just kind of it, nudge them and say, "Well, okay, this is probably all right." It depends on on the actor. You know, some people are are more athletically talented than others. Yeah. So you you really have to assess them as a person first. And then also you have to play a balancing game with the studio because the studio, even though you think they can do it, the studio might not want you to because if they get hurt, yeah. now production will shut down. So yeah. it's a balancing game. You know, like Diego on, on Blacklist, he plays a character wrestler. Yes. He really, he does his own stuff and he likes to drive. So the first season we were getting into some car chases and he kept telling me, Court, man, I really, I want to do this stuff. I'm like, okay. First of all, it looks better when the, when the actors do it and they can do it well. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise on Mission Impossible. He's doing everything himself. <laughs> yeah. Know he's doing it, and you just take your head off and say, "Man, that was awesome." That guy's a lunatic, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like Diego, you know, he he was a a, a good driver. So I just took it a step further. I, I took him through the pace of a stunt driving school. Yeah. So I spent a weekend with him, and we did everything a stunt driver learns. And we we got to one point where he, I'm I have a camera. I'm running straight for him. He's in a car racing towards me. He pitches a ninety. I keep running, and as he's stopping, I'm coming up to his window and put the camera right up next to his face. Right. Do, yeah. So, so it's really learning your the uh, abilities of your actors mm. and finding what they really want to do. You know, you'll have some actors too that they don't want to be shown up by a stunt person or pulled out, but they really don't want to do the stunt either. Mm. So you have to be the, the the level head saying, you know what? I don't think this. I don't think you should do this. You know, you, you have a chance to get hurt, or you know, I know you can do it, but let's just put the stunt person in. Yeah. So it's it's really a balancing game. It's tough sometimes because you know I've I've been in a situation once where an actor demanded to do this stunt. I said no. He kept demanding. He called the producers over, and it was going through a, a window. And it's not a big stunt. It's tempered glass, so there's no you can't get cut bad. Mm. But with tempered glass, you always get little cuts. Every stunt person goes to tempered glass. Nine times out of ten, they get a little nick or a cut or something. They start bleeding. Yeah. So the producers looked at me and said, "No, we think you can do it." I'm like, "You know what? I'm just telling you. You guys hired me to be a stunt coordinator. I'm saying no. I'm going to walk off the set for this because I'm telling you no." Yeah. Go, okay, fine. Walk off the set. I go. You're taking all responsibility. Well, they called action. When I heard cut, the next word I heard was medic. <laughs> and the, the actor cut above his eye above his eyebrow uh, and had like 12 or 14 stitches. Wow. So and it, it has, that actor went to the hospital. He came back. He saw me, gave me a big hug. He goes, from now on, I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, yeah, delicate balance because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings when you say, no, we're going to have a stunt double for you. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's really for the better of them and the show because if they were to get injured at all, yeah, it puts everybody out of work, including themselves. And that nobody wants that. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you, you mentioned Tom Cruise there and I mean they last his mission impossible he managed to screw up his foot doing one stunt and they ended up shutting the thing down for like a month or something I oh, sure. so, you know it was uh, two years ago before that happened I was doing the same exact stunt with one of my stunt people mm. we had the same exact rig and we had the same exact accident he put his foot out to stop himself and it blew his ankle apart Oof. we did a side by side comparison and it was identical really so you can see you know it, it, it proves it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But then, yeah. I mean, I guess when you're Tom Cruise and you're kind of funding most of it anyway through through your own studios yeah, and stuff. He's, but he's also a very athletic, very talented yeah. stunt person. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally. you know, he has he has a great stunt double, Casey O'Neill, you know, and Casey will will do the stunts with him for him or or just rehearse him or what. But Casey's always there. And, and they that stunt team really takes care of Tom. Yeah. You know, they have a really well oiled machine as a stunt team. They're the coordinators and, and the stunt doubles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the stuff they pulled off. Is, is oh, yeah. Spectacular. So you're working on the on the blacklist now. You directed an episode last season as well. I did. I, I directed episode. 519 which was the Ian Garvey conclusion episode yeah which is which was uh, you know pretty big story as part of of that season as well yeah so, it, was, it was the end of the arc for that which yeah. was, I was surprised they gave that to me being it was my first time being the main unit director I do a lot of second unit directing for the show right okay that was the first time I ever directed the actors first unit the whole entire episode it was so much fun and again I, it goes back to how I was saying you know I have a good team around me with the effects and the production design in the 80s the entire cast and the crew just rallied in support and they, we just had fun the whole 10 days we shot that actually so we shot 11 days because we got snowed out one day halfway through. <laughs> you know, and they offered me another episode this season. So I'm going to direct episode 620 this season. So cool. again, it'll be one of the closing arcs of the season. Yeah. Or either that or it'll be setting up for the last two episodes of the final. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So, I mean, was directing something that you felt that you wanted to go into? Um, yeah, yeah, I really, really enjoy second unit directing. Yeah. It, it doesn't have all the pressures of main unit directing, but I, I everybody kept telling me I should direct, I should direct, I should direct. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. So I, I took my time and learned my, paid my dues and learned, learned my craft through second unit directing. So I felt comfortable when it was time for me to, to give it a shot. And after doing it, yeah, I, I'm going to pursue it. I, I don't have a directing agent and I won't even look for one until I'm completely done with Blacklist because if if I do and yeah. I get a new agent and they start finding work and I keep having to turn them down because they say I'm not leaving Blacklist until I'm done, they're going to forget about me. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, so I'm going to hopefully be able to, to land an agent after we finish up on Blacklist. I will... Uh... Just finish off with my my usual final two questions. First question always is, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? Me? I'm a fisherman, so I I watch Wicked Tuna and Deadliest Catch. Um, (laughs) I don't really watch scripted television too much. Right. Just because I'm doing it every day. Yeah. And I, you know, I watch those shows and it's kind of like a, a mind relaxer for me. Yeah. And in fact, it was funny. I was fishing in a fishing tournament off of Virginia Beach uh, back in June. And one of the boats called Fishing Frenzy from Wicked Tuna Outer Banks Edition was fishing right next to us. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I know them. <laughs> That's awesome. And I got to meet Sig from the Northwestern on Deadliest Catch at the Emmys like three or four years ago. So that was kind of fun. We were trading fishing stories with our phones. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. And if you had the opportunity to work on any tv show past present or future what show would it be i'd like to get a shot at game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you hear that raleigh if you listen to this i want a shot man <laughs> <laughs> you bring um, you in for something i'm sure <laughs> I, I just think you know i've never done an epic like that and that, it truly is i mean they have these huge massive fights with 200 stunt people i mean it would be fun to try something like that i mean i'm very content with blacklist i love the blacklist it's a dream job for me but you know what by your question yeah it'd be fun to, to take on something of that scale yeah there was this lord of the rings tv series coming and uh, you'd have to move to new zealand probably for it because i suspect they'll shoot it out there but <laughs> well that wouldn't be such a bad location would it <laughs> no 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 i mean not that that's a bad thing but right. you know so yeah there is that that's i mean there's there's so much epic kind of big because everybody is now looking for the next big game of thrones thing to replace it because it's only going to got one more season yeah that's so, it and there yeah. is always the Game of Thrones, like there's the follow-on series that they're planning on doing afterwards. So, you know. Well, it could be. You know what's funny is I've never, other than like uh, their submissions for the Game of Thrones, I've never watched it. And I haven't wanted to watch it because I want to watch it. I just want to sit down once and just watch the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. You're in for a treat when you get, get there. It is That's such, what everybody such says. Such I'm, I'm excited, but I don't, I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Maybe one summer that I'm off yeah. and just. Just go through it in a couple months, you know. The show I would always, I I would love, if you're looking back at, yeah, we were talking about those sort of older shows. If you're looking Uh back at shows, I'd love them to remake The Fall Guy. (laughs) They're talking about it. (laughs) Brilliant. You see, because I'm amazed that's not been touched yet. And and that to me, that with today's tech, I mean, it'd be great. It could be such a good show. in fact, it was it was a few years ago now, but the writer from the TV series Traveler that I did, he had the rights to it. And he called me and said, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to try to make this one of these years. Are you interested? I'm like, call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Since they're doing them all now, we, you know, we have MacGyver out now and, and coming up yeah. next is Magnum P.I. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, MacGyver's, yeah, MacGyver's gone down really well. I suspect Magnum's going to go down real. Hawaii Five O went down well, so. Yeah. You know, that's the next obvious one for me out of those sort of 80s kind of. Yeah, you know. either that or, you know, like the six million dollar man or something. Yeah. Or the yeah. bionic woman or something, you know, just because of the technology. They did do a remake of the Oh, bionic that's right. Woman. They uh, did. Michelle Ryan. Yeah. Yep. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been lovely to have you on. It'd be great to talk to you. You'll have to come back on at some point and, you know, good luck with the Emmys. I, I really hope you uh, you win this year. That would be great to, because you've, you've won once before for, for Blacklist, so it'd be nice to get another one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> my, my batting average isn't too good, though. One in nine right now. <laughs> right, yeah, but, you know, I, I think that's... I'm just happy to be there. I really am. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome talking to you. And anytime you want to have a conversation, let me know. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, no, it's, you're, it's, you're a pleasure to talk to. It's been lovely to have you on. And like I say, you're the first stunt person. So uh, I'm looking forward to having you back on at some point. We can uh, talk when you're coming to the end of the blacklist, maybe, or, or you know, when you're on your next thing. We can talk then. Right on. Sounds cool. good. All right. All right, David. Thanks. Well, thanks. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was the interview we caught Hessler. Uh, the blacklist airs on, on uh, Sky Witness or will be Sky Witness when it comes back. And... Uh, it will be probably early next year because it's it's not coming out, as he said in the interview, it's not coming out until early next year in the US. So it will definitely be early next year over here, assuming they follow closely to the US. So that's one to look out for. And uh, Sneaky Pete, if you've not watched that, it's uh, up on Amazon Prime and uh, first two seasons of that, well worth going to watch. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Now we've got some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> So highlights for next week. Marlon, which uh, is back for its second season, which is is starring one of the Wayne brothers. There's like millions of them. Um, <laughs> this is uh, it's about an internet superstar with a big personality. Yeah, I've not seen the first season of this. So I don't know whether it's any good or not, but uh, that is, is coming back on the 22nd of August, if you want to watch that. Uh, Young and Hungry, fifth season of that coming to E4 on the 23rd of August at 4.30. 4.30? Yeah, it's, it's sort <laughs> of... Yeah, it's an odd afternoon time for that. It's yeah. sort of comedy of some description. But uh, uh, one that I am looking forward to, Instinct, uh, coming to Sky Witness 23rd of August. That is, uh, I haven't got a time on here for some reason, but uh, it'll be nine or 10 o'clock. This is the one that stars Alan Cumming as a former FBI operative turned professor who's lured back into his old life to help to stop a serial killer. I really like the look of this and I really like Alan Cumming. So I'm very much looking forward to this, but that's Instinct on Sky Sky Witness, 23rd of August. Over on uh, Netflix, we've got Great News Season 1 and 2. Uh, I think this has actually been cancelled in the US after two seasons, but uh, if you oh, want to go uh, watch it, uh, if you want to watch the two seasons that aired, uh, it's about an ambitious cable news producer who faces a whole new set of problems when her overbearing mother lands an internship on the same show. So that's on Netflix on the 23rd of August. The Innocence, which is a new supernatural teen drama, stars Guy Pearce, Sosha Groundsell and uh, Purcell Ascot. That's coming to Netflix on the 24th of August. It's the uh, about a teenage couple who runs away and uh, the extraordinary gifts they possess unleash powerful forces intent on dividing them forever. So it's a sort oh, of teenage okay. supernatural love story type thing, but it's got Guy Pierce in it, which livens it up a bit. I think it could be quite interesting. <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, The Innocence, that's called. It's on Netflix on the 24th of August. Uh, the Great British Bake Off is back for its ninth season. Still never seen a full episode of this show. Uh, Channel 4. Me, me neither. 20, <laughs> Channel 4, 28th of August at 8pm for that and uh, lastly another one that I've been really looking forward to Bodyguard season one comes Sunday the 26th of August to BBC One at 9pm stars Richard Madden as the titular bodyguard and Keely Hawes as the uh, politician that he's supposed to be protecting it's from the creator of Line of Duty so you know that it's going to be a decent quality drama I really think this could be one worth watching out for Uh, so first episode comes Sunday 26th of August at 9pm. Episode 2 is then on bank the following Bank Holiday Monday, so the day after, again at 9pm I think. It then for the next four episodes goes back to just being on Sunday. So uh, Sunday's its actual regular slot, but for some reason they've decided to put the first and second episode out on consecutive days. So Sunday the 26th and Monday the 27th are be the first two episodes of that if you want to go and watch it. But it's called Bodyguard BBC One for that. And uh, that's everything we have for this week, unless you want to add anything. Um, follow me on Twitter um, at eTalkUK for uh, various different things as well. Yes. So. And uh, if you're a fan of Better Call Saul, go and check out the Becoming Soul podcast on Entertainment Talk. Also, for me this week as well, uh, end of the week, it's Insomnia 63 in uh, Birmingham at the NEC. So if you're wandering around Insomnia, I will be there. If you spot me, just come over and say hi. I will be around definitely Friday and Sunday. I'm not sure about the other days, but uh, definitely Friday and Sunday. For us throughout the week, though, go to geektown.co.uk to see the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave your message on the website post to find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektownuk. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.